0: Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, November tenth, 2021. I'm Peter Epathy with Raven News. When the Sitka Assembly met last night, it approved purchasing a $3 million trash compactor for Sitka's transfer station. The decision comes after Alaska Marine Lines announced more stringent requirements for shipping garbage in an effort to prevent trash fires at sea. Until recently, Sitka was one of three Southeast communities that still shipped its solid waste in open-topped containers with limited compaction. For the last year, the city has been negotiating with its contractor, Republic Services, over who should cover the cost of the new equipment. With the unanticipated cost ultimately falling on the city, Sitkins could see an increase in solid waste rates. More than 90% of the funding for the compactor will come from a loan from the Southeast Economic Development Fund. Some Assembly members objected to borrowing from the fund for a city project since the pot of money was originally intended to bolster the local economy through small business loans. The Assembly approved funding the compactor on a 5-2 vote, with Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis and Assemblymember Kevin Knox opposed. We'll have more on the Assembly's decision on Raven News tonight at 518. Sitka reported one new coronavirus case on Monday, continuing a downward trend in cases. According to data from the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services, five cases have been reported in the last seven days, keeping Sitka in substantial alert. If that number drops to four or fewer cases over a week-long period, Sitka's alert level will be reduced to moderate. According to state data, 71% of Sitka's residents of all ages are fully vaccinated. Harry Race Pharmacy and Search begin administering doses of the Pfizer vaccine in special clinics for children ages 5 to 11 this week. You can find a link to register for a vaccine or booster shot on our website at kcaw.org. And while Sitka's cases are trending down, that's not the case in all of southeast Alaska. Petersburg set a new high for active COVID-19 cases, with four more reported Saturday and nine on Monday. That brings the, coat to the count to 69 active cases, topping what was until now the community's largest outbreak of the pandemic. 59 of those active cases were identified in the past seven days, and the community's testing positive rate is just over 18%. The Petersburg Medical Center continues to emphasize that community spread is happening rapidly and asks everyone to follow mitigation measures. There were another 91 pending tests on Monday evening, and tests and vaccines are available at the medical center. According to state data, 58% of Petersburg residents are fully vaccinated against the coronavirus. Petersburg School District keeps adding to its numbers, with 29 active cases and 30 students and staffers in quarantine. As of Monday afternoon, there were 14 active cases at the elementary school, 6 at the middle school, and 9 at the high school. Optional antigen tests are available at all three schools, and all three are continuing with in-person schooling for students without symptoms. The second of three proposals submitted by the Sitka Tribe of Alaska to change the management of the Sitka Sound sacro-herring fishery failed to win the support of the Sitka Fish and Game Advisory Committee on Monday night. Proposal 157 would have required the Alaska Department of Fish and Game to account for the age structure of the herring population before setting harvest quotas in order to protect herring aged five to eight years. Biologist Kyle Rosenthal explained that Proposal 157, one of three prepared by the Sitka tribe, was about trying to restore the historic distribution of herring in Sitka Sound without resorting to a fishing moratorium. These proposals are about protecting those older fish that that we know uh, are the most fecund uh, have the most well provisioned eggs whose uh, larvae are most likely to survive recruit to the population and reproduce again. Uh, But we also know from traditional knowledge that those older fish are the are the fish that lead the younger fish in the population to spawning grounds and, and show them optimal spawning habitat. The Department of Fish and Game has been managing the Sacro fishery for four decades, and its data suggest that the herring population in the Sound is as large as it's ever been. But for some members of the public, there was more to the story than data. Chandler Chandler O'Connell works for the Sitka Conservation Society.
1: The bigger point, I think, is that we know this is the last stronghold of herring in Southeast, and that it's dwarfed in comparison to what existed here historically. Uh, So I I am at the mindset that we should take every step available to make sure that herring continue here and the more abundantly the better.
0: The tribal proposals are intended to improve access to herring spawn for subsistence harvesters. Despite the large herring population, former Alaska Native Sisterhood Grand President Paulette Moreno testified that subsistence harvest had been disrupted by the commercial fishery.
1: I know that there were times that we left branches in the water There were times we brought branches up that were not full. There were times that um, some of them were full, but it took about 10 times as much physical effort, spiritual effort, and good common sense with the people that we were with to find the quality this year.
0: The commercial herring fishery, however, is driven by markets that favor the larger, older fish that contain better quality roe. Selectivity at the time of harvest is already happening. Saner Justin Peeler suggested that selecting the older age fish was another way of just scaling back fishing.
1: We do not drive around the sound and target just the six, seven, eight-year-olds. We take an average size of the set of the biomass and we fish in an area. And of that average size, we have, you know, three and four-year-olds and all this and all the fish mixed up in there. And that's what we harvest.
0: As with the tribe's previous proposal on the table last week, the Sitka Fish and Game Advisory Committee was divided over Proposal 157. Mo Johnson holds the sane seat on the committee, but he comes from a subsistence tradition. He didn't think 157 would accomplish its goals. We can't control where the herring are going to spawn. If they don't spawn in the prime areas for branches, there's... There's not a proposal that we can come up with that'll change that. So, right now, I can't support it. Thank you. The committee voted three to five to reject proposal 157. It will take up the Sitka tribe's third proposal, number 158, at its meeting on Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. The committee has a deadline of December 22nd to review all proposals related to the management of salmon and herring in the Sitka area prior to the State Board of Fisheries meeting in Ketchikan in January. South Asians across the country and the world came together last week to celebrate Diwali, a multi-day holiday commonly known as the Festival of Lights. As one of the biggest holidays of the year in India, it's no surprise that Diwali has finally arrived in Sitka. KCAW's Tosh Kimmel attended a Diwali celebration hosted by a recent Sitka transplant.
1: It's around 5 p.m. on a Saturday, and Bargavi Pochi has been cooking all day in anticipation of the evening's festivities. Usually, she'd celebrate Diwali with her family, but this year, more than 1,000 miles from home, she's leading the celebration on her own for the first time. So my name is Vargavi Pochi. I'm from Miami, Florida. I moved here four months ago. So um, I'm a first-generation American from two Indian parents who immigrated in the 90s, and I was born and raised Hindu, and I've been practicing the Wali since I was born. I've been kind of feeling the homesickness, especially because this is such an important holiday. Diwali is basically like a Hindu New Year because we follow a lunar calendar. And so Diwali is known as a festival of lights. And a really big part of the tradition is to completely light up your home with candles, um, like fairy lights or Christmas lights, um, sparklers, fireworks. Before her guests arrive, Pochi decorates her doorway with LED candles, the finishing touch before the night begins. It was like, uh, is it really? By 10 p.m., the party is in full swing. For some, like Al this wasn't their first time celebrating the Hindu holiday. Have you ever been to a Diwali party before? I actually have, yes. Yeah, so it's beautiful and um, not like this. It wasn't like this at all. <laughs> this is lit. The host is right in front of me. I cannot lie. I am having a great time. My mouth is full. My heart is full. For others, like Juan Cidiel, the celebration caused some confusion.
0: I'm sitting on a couch. Um, There's a person to my right, a person to my left, and in front of me is Tosh with a microphone. And then behind her is a large variety of people in a kitchen. (laughs) We're here celebrating Diwali. Uh, I'm just confused. I don't entirely know how it's celebrated or how... I can best support the experience.
1: For Manoj Matar, an Indian American from Arkansas, tonight presents a new experience. Are you familiar with the, the Festival of Lights?
0: Not really, not, not a whole lot. We didn't celebrate it a ton when we were growing up.
1: For Hindus, Diwali is one of the biggest holidays of the year usually celebrated over a five-day festival. While Diwali's origin story differs from region to region, in the Pochi family, Diwali is symbolic of Lord Rama and his wife Sita's return to Ayodhya after defeating the evil king Ravana. The story goes that upon their return, the people of Ayodhya lit rows of oil lamps in celebration. But for Pochi, it doesn't matter that her guests don't fully understand the festival, just that they're present with her to share it. I think the big motivation of me wanting to do this here and celebrate is because I love sharing my culture with my friends, and I thought this would be a great excuse to just have some people over and celebrate life. Familiar or not, it's hard to call Pochi's celebration anything but a success. And as the snacks dwindled and the fake candles dimmed, my first Diwali, in Alaska of all places, came to
0: a close. That was KCAW's Tosh Kimmel speaking about